0: You're listening to Engage Arizona, public policy for daily life. Today, we are speaking with Emily Gow of Heritage Foundation about the extreme consequences of the Equality Act. The proposed legislation making its way through the nation's capital would affect nearly every aspect of life, including business, family, education, and more. You'll learn how this deceptive bill would impact your life. And now, here's Cindy Dahlgren. Welcome to Engage Arizona. Today we are unpacking the Equality Act with Heritage Foundation's Emily Gao. Ms. Gao is the director of the DeVos Center for Religion and Civil Society. She's an attorney who has defended religious freedom for the last 14 years. She studied H.R. 5, or also known as the Equality Act, and its effects on society. Thank you, Emily, for your time. Will you start by giving us a brief synopsis of what the bill would do and a general description of the consequences of passing it, and then we'll go into more detail. Thanks, Cindy,
1: for having me on. So, the Equality Act would add sexual orientation and gender identity to the 1964 Civil Rights Act. In some cases, it would redefine sex as sexual orientation and gender identity. And that would have far-reaching consequences for all Americans. It would affect women and girls. It would affect parents and children. It would affect medical professionals and both for-profit businesses and nonprofit charities, particularly religious charities.
0: Okay, uh, so let's unpack it a little bit. So you're saying that uh, it, it basically empowers the federal government to impose those civil and criminal punishments on citizens who basically just disagree with the sexual orientation, gender identity, ideology. That sounds a lot to me like a lot of government control saying basically you have to agree with our beliefs. Am I understanding that right?
1: Absolutely. It would impose um, particular favored political viewpoints about sexual orientation and gender identity on the entire country. And anybody who dissents, whether Based on disagreement about biology, or it's based on religious beliefs, or other reasons could face punishment if they speak or act in a way that conflicts with the new definitions of sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity that will be enshrined in civil rights law.
0: All right, so this is going to affect businesses um, and also those in medicine, right? Um, nurses, doctors. It would basically politicize that, forcing doctors and nurses to treat gender dysphoria according to transgender activists. Is that right, as opposed to um, maybe what their experience and expertise has uh, it dictates?
1: That's right. So it would silence some medical professionals, for instance, counselors who provide. Uh, counseling for those struggling with same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria. They would not be allowed to help children or adults feel comfortable with their own bodies. Uh, They would not be able to provide counseling for those who um, don't want to act upon same-sex attraction. And for those who are involved in um, providing hormonal or surgical um, treatments for regular um, illnesses, they could also be sued if they don't provide hormonal or surgical interventions for those suffering from gender dysphoria.
0: So even the doctors and nurses would be forced to treat people based on what the ideology of the day is as opposed to what they've already learned to be Uh, useful and helpful based on their experience or expertise in in biology.
1: That's right. So already in two states, Washington State and California, there have been lawsuits under state um, laws which have added sexual orientation and gender identity to non-discrimination provisions. In those two cases, Catholic hospitals were sued by individuals who identify um, as transgender. Um, They would not provide... Uh, in one case, I believe it was a hysterectomy um, to a perfectly healthy woman who wanted her uterus removed because she identifies as a man. Uh, similarly, with you know double mastectomies, which are which a hospital might provide for a cancer patient, if they choose not to provide that for a person struggling with gender dysphoria, they could be subject to a
0: lawsuit. Wow! And then, of course, this continues on to the parents as well. Talk a little bit about that. It's already happened in a a couple of uh, places. I'm thinking uh, Ohio off the top of my head, where parents risk losing custody of their children if they do not go along with this.
1: Yeah, so the Equality Act would cut off avenues for parents to seek counseling for minors who are struggling with gender dysphoria. It would also make it um, extremely difficult to find a physician who is going to support um, you know, a process of what's called watchful waiting for minors who struggle with gender dysphoria, because because of the politicization of medicine that we just discussed, more and more medical professionals will go along with the transgender ideologies recommended gender-affirming care, which means uh, hormonal interventions as young as eight years old, and eventually leading to surgical interventions at age eighteen. And we're already seeing these conflicts between parents and the recommendations of gender-affirming medical professionals be played out in multiple states. The case you mentioned in Ohio is one of the worst outcomes, which is that the parents ended up um, being subjected to child abuse charges by the county in, uh, in Ohio after the Cincinnati Children's Medical Hospital that the daughter should be taking testosterone for gender dysphoria, and once the county charged the parents with child abuse, the judge in the case ended up siding with both the hospital and the county, and they terminated the custody
0: of the parents. That just seems impossible, <laughs> you know, in, in America, when you think about it, um, it. It seems like such an infringement on parental rights, but... Uh, is that upheld in court? Do you do you know where that stands? I mean, was, I would imagine there was a there, appeal.
1: There's ongoing litigation regarding that particular case, but for now, the daughter is no longer in the custody of her parents. Uh, the custody has been transferred to another family member, so it should be an impossible outcome in America, but unfortunately it's not.
0: Wow, and, and if the Equality Act passes then that just opens up the door for this to be widespread and, and throughout the country because that's based on a, a state law or a local law, correct?
1: Absolutely. This kind of outcome can be replicated all over the United States. And in addition to what we just discussed, the conflict between medical professionals and who are transgender ideology and parents, we also see the introduction of curriculum. LGBT curriculum
0: that the Equality Act could lead to as a, a real threat to parental rights. Okay, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that because that, that's uh, one thing that uh, we have not heard a lot about.
1: So the Equality Act could lead to the imposition of LGBT curricula not only in sex education, but in all uh, subjects that children are taught from pre-K to pre um, high school, uh, and even, obviously, in colleges and universities. So, the Equality Act um, would allow federal courts to misappropriate some of the uh, cases, the precedents that were set after the 1964 Civil Rights Act was passed. So, after the 1964 Civil Rights Act was passed um, to protect African Americans from discrimination, courts began to order schools to have Black history curriculum, and um, LGBT activists are already working in the states to pass laws mandating LGBT curricula. So we see uh, the possibility that federal courts could also order schools to have LGBT curricula if the Equality Act were to pass.
0: Wow! And so. Uh... Can you elaborate on that and, like, what would that look like uh, for, you know, kindergartners or then, again, in middle school?
1: So we've already seen in states like um, California, New Jersey, Illinois, Colorado, Washington State, and the District District of Columbia – that these states and D.C. have already passed laws mandating LGBT curriculum, not only in sex education, as I mentioned, but also teaching all throughout the curriculum that historical figures, um, like President James Buchanan that they may have had, you know, same-sex attraction. And we've also seen that, you know, transgender ideology is being taught to children, even in pre-K, that they are being read books like I Am Jazz, and they're being taught that gender is fluid and that they can just choose their gender. And this is incredibly confusing for children of that age who can't really distinguish between reality and imagination. And we saw about a year ago, I think, in Rockland County, California, that kindergarten children who were read the story I Am Jazz became so confused, they went home crying, afraid that they could just
0: turned into the opposite sex without them knowing it. Hmm. Hmm. I can hear people um, already saying, though, that, uh, well, you know, if you don't like that, then, you know, you have other options. You can go to, you know, um, a private school or, or homeschool or something like that. And what would you say to that argument?
1: I'd say there are 15 million public school students in America, and there may be some who can afford to take their children out and put them in private school. There may be parents who, you know, both parents are are there and one of them can homeschool. But I would say for a lot of students and families, that's not the case. And so we shouldn't be making policy for exceptions. We should be making policy that serves the common good. Also, it's important to recognize that there are 10 states that have passed limitations on LGBT curricula, and I believe Arizona is one of them, and those um, prohibitions on LGBT curricula would be overridden by the Equality Act. If these new categories of sexual orientation and gender identity are added into the 1964 Civil Rights Act, you will have federal courts making decisions about what curricula children are taught in public schools throughout the country, and that will
0: override what states have decided to do. Okay, uh, another uh, area of concern, and I know I've seen this in the news a lot, is about the, uh, the sports, women's sports, you know, and how it would, uh, the Equality Act would roll back many of the gains that women have made over the years. Uh, you wrote, we must stand up for the truth that being female isn't a feeling or a social construct, it's a biological fact. Talk a little bit about that and how it relates to women's sports.
1: Well, sports are based on fairness. I mean, fair competition in and, and sports requires that we take into account physical realities when we make decisions about a physical activity. And the truth is that testosterone gives male athletes a huge advantage over women. There is actually no overlap between the levels of testosterone that men have and that women have. Uh, the ceiling for women's testosterone doesn't even reach the floor for men's testosterone. When you have male athletes who are allowed to compete against females simply because that's their own self-perception, it it creates an unfair playing field, and it it will lead to the destruction of women's sports. Women won't have the opportunity to win. They'll just become bystanders in their own sports.
0: Yeah, and we've been seeing that time and time. And I saw an interview recently with uh, a young woman who uh, was defeated by uh, two uh, transgender athletes, and she was saying that you know, when they got up, you know, to the yeah, starting gate, they were they sort of felt defeated already. They knew that the race was already already won.
1: That's right. That was a video that the Daily Signal produced uh, about. Selena Soule and some of her classmates in Connecticut, they described the outcomes of those races with the boys who identify as girls as heartbreaking. Um, They said it was incredibly hurtful to see those boys winning their races because they all knew it was an unfair competition. They knew the outcome of the race before it even began. And the Equality Act has the potential to demoralize uh, and discourage female athletes all across the country in Future, for future generations, um, girls who haven't even had an opportunity to compete in sports yet. Uh, if the Equality Act were to pass, this, this would be, I think, an incredible um, discouragement to them to know that before they even enter the race, the race's outcome is already decided.
0: Yeah. And I think about all the, uh, you know, the hard fought gains uh, for women and this is called the Equality Act. It doesn't sound at all like it would be equal for women or for doctors or for business uh, people or or anything for that matter. Um, What uh, what do you say, though, to those who say, you know, wow, this is just about making sure that um, those in the LGBTQ community are not discriminated against. And, uh, and that these are just scare tactics.
1: Well, we agree that nobody should face discrimination simply because they are gay or transgender. What this act does is it it doesn't create any objective um, definition of discrimination. There's, gender identity is completely self-referential, self-defined. And really the LGBT activists who were behind the Equality Act, they... Haven't been able to demonstrate that there is um, systematic uh, evidence of discrimination against LGBT people simply because they're gay or transgender. What they have put forward in their arguments is that you know disagreement about marriage or disagreement about gender identity constitutes discrimination. But we live in a pluralistic society where everyone should be able to hold their own viewpoints, and we should be able to disagree about these matters with civility. But unfortunately, the Equality Act would basically end disagreement in public by um, punishing those who dissent from the reigning cultural orthodoxies on sexual orientation and gender identity.
0: Now, I recently heard uh, that the Equality Act could also affect abortion laws. Can you uh, talk about that? Are you aware of that aspect of it?
1: Uh, Yes, I believe that there are many pro-life groups that are opposing the Equality Act now because, again, uh, the the addition of sex to some of the provisions in the Equality Act, like the public accommodations provision, it could open the door wide
0: for lawsuits that argue that abortion is sex discrimination.
1: Um, And so that's why this is an incredibly um, pro-abortion bill.
0: Okay, and that, that's in regard to, uh, it, they say it's sex discrimination because there are not these limitations on um, sort of related procedures for men, correct? Is that how they get there?
1: Well, there's nothing in this act that clearly explains, as there is in other legislation, that um, a hospital or a medical professional's refusal to provide abortion um, is not sex discrimination. So it's opening the door to litigation against hospitals and medical providers who don't want to facilitate an abortion. Um, It will be argued that that is discrimination
0: on the basis of sex against women. If you could talk a little bit about um, how this will affect just everybody's daily lives as far as uh, forcing all public accommodations to be open to both uh, boys and girls and men and women Whether it be in schools or gyms or wherever their locker rooms restrooms things like yeah, that Yeah, So we would see a
1: nationwide transgender bathroom policy when you go to the gym locker rooms would be open to anyone of either sex who identifies as the opposite sex um, for children and schools it would have huge impact, not only the curriculum that we talked about, but you know, if they go on overnight trips and they're staying in a hotel, they could be forced to share a room with somebody of the opposite sex who identifies as transgender. Um, and then also the restrictions on speech. There would be um, compelled speech if preferred pronoun policies are, are adopted, which the Equality Act would lead to So there would be preferred pronoun policies in um, workplaces and in schools. So also those lawsuits that we've already seen in the wedding industry against Jack Phillips and um, Brush and Nib and Bernal Stutzman, we would just see those mushroom all over the country. But it would be also disagreement on gender identity, not only the meaning of marriage.
0: Thank you so much for the work that you do at the Heritage Foundation and for taking the time to help us better understand the Equality Act and what it's really all about. For those who want to read more about what Emily is writing, her work can be found at heritage.org. Thank you, Emily Gow.